0: This is R.J. Carbone, and you're listening to B.D. That's by Manny White. Oh, hang on the roof. Good boy. The road. He shook up the road again. Anthony for three. Hey. That one goes down. And the game is tied. Look at it. See ya. A monster home run. Back-to-back home runs the baby mama. Penetra creates. And shows sure, some dexterity as well with the left hand. right, what's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 388 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This morning, this afternoon, maybe it's night when you are listening. But as I am recording, it is Thursday, July 7th the morning after the Yankees just split a fake series in Pittsburgh um, yeah it's tough to get up for those series um, but they, they they you know they salvaged it felt like a sweep on the Yankees part because of what they did in, in the second game but we'll get to it thanks for stopping by welcome to the podcast again episode 388 of Bd4. Where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, we also do MMA now too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on weekends. Thanks for stopping by. Whether you are listening to the show or watching the podcast on YouTube or Spotify. And if you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, Be sure to give us a 5-star rating and review. As we are currently a 5-star podcast and would like to keep it that way. Guys, you can also find me on social media. I'm on Facebook at r.j.carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at robjcarbone. And of course, if you like to read, you can always find the Bomber Bacher blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com. And be sure... To use the code 6A2841ERJC. This way, when you subscribe to the Bomberbocker blog on Networks.com, you get a discount. 20% off your subscription and 10% off any merchandise you purchase. I write blogs on there. Knicks and Yankees content. Um... Trying to be as active as I can. I haven't been on there in a month or two because the website, the servers are always down. So I got to figure out what's going on there. I'm sorry about that. But as soon as that's up and running again, we will be active as it gets. We have an entire half of the season to go. So do not worry. Yeah, let's talk Yankees, man. Because they they split in Pittsburgh, right? Could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot worse. But in the end this series probably doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. Um, Like I... Maybe this was more fun pre-Houston Astros series. But like I said, after that Astros series and after the, the additional loss a couple days ago, whenever that was, series like this don't mean anything to me anymore. You know? Like I've been saying, and I hate to keep bringing that up. That's the one team that's just like in the Yankees way. And, and I wanted to see a lot more than what they've showed so far against Houston. So when they go out and, and they pummel teams like Pittsburgh, it's like, well, I mean, you can't do that against Houston. I'm not asking the Yankees to score 22 runs or, or uh was it 16 runs on 22 hits against the Astros? But, like, I'm looking at the Royals. If they can do it, why can't wait? They, they've they scored in three games so far against Houston this week. They have scored 20 runs. And they're going for the split tonight. So it's like, that's the Kansas City Royals. They're going to be selling. They're going on a fire sale pretty soon. But um, not going to make this into a negative show. Because, again, the Yankees did their job, at least last night. So let's talk about the series. The Yanks split in Pittsburgh, and we will talk about this two-game set, a quick one, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hopefully this will be a quick show, only a two-game set. Don't want to drag this on. So, um, yeah, enjoy the show. Get to our first break, and we'll get right into it when we get back. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. All right, welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 388 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. So, the first game of the set, the Yankees lost. They lost 5 2. Uh, You had Jamison Tyone going up against Jose Quintana, who I did not even know was still around. Um, Before the game, I think, was when we found out Austin Wells. Um, Yankees catching prospect, was promoted to double-A Somerset. That was nice to see. He's probably a few years away. Two. I would say two years. Anthony Rizzo was a late scratch. He did not play the entire series and probably will miss at least a few more games. Back issues. That's never a good thing to hear. Um, we'll see where that goes. Boone doesn't sound too concerned, but again, you yeah, know, need I say more? Um, no Gallo in the first game of the set. Um, so we can't blame the loss on him this time. <laughs> I know we like to do that, rightly so. But it, it was just a bad game the first. It was a pretty bad effort. Just They looked, like, just fatigue. I, don't I blame the shitty camera angle. <laughs> but, you know, bad vibes to start this one off. I mean, you had Vogelbeck, Vogelbach. <laughs> Dude is so huge. Um, he gets the solo home run in the bottom of the second off Tyone. one nothing Pittsburgh. Bottom of the fourth, another home run. Sawinski, a two-run bomb off Tyone. Then you get former Yankee prospect Ben Gamble, who's actually doing pretty decently. Um... Rips an RBI double to score a run. It's 4 0 Pirates. Pirates after 4. Um, top of the fifth, the Yankees chip away a little bit. Aaron Judge, an RBI base hit. Quintana goes 5. Tyone goes 5 and a third. Bottom of the sixth, off Lucas Litke, it's uh, O'Neill Cruz with the sack fly. That dude's huge, by the way. Um, I don't know if anybody else saw that picture of him standing right Kind of next to, a little in front of Judge, but he's a big dude. Um, So he gets a sack fly. Tyone's runner comes in. It's 5-1 Pittsburgh. And then the top of the eighth, the last run to come across was Matt Carpenter ripping an RBI single, but that was it, 5-2. The Yankees would lose. They scored five runs. Off of 10 hits, 3 of them extra base hits, um, 2 walks, 9 strikeouts, a double play, 2 for 9 with runners in scoring position, and 9 left on base as a unit. Um, yeah, not, not nothing, you know, a lot of missed opportunities offensively. Um, the first inning, Labor Torres was stranded at first with 2 outs. Second inning, Aaron Hicks was stranded at second, with two outs. In the third inning, DJ singled with one out. Glaber doubles with two outs. We get nothing there. Um, in the sixth inning, Carpenter was stranded at first with two outs off of Crow. In um, seventh inning, IKF base hit. DJ LeMay, who walks. Then Aaron Judge bounces into a double play. It was a very 2021-esque game. Eighth inning, Glaber leads off with a walk. Carpenter gets a base hit with two outs. He goes to second on a wild pitch. But then Hicks strikes out. And then on the ninth there, you had IKF stranded on first base versus uh, David Bednar. So a lot of missed opportunities. Um, some decent individual numbers. IKF, who we'll talk about in a second. Three hits in the first game. Double in the two singles. Carpenter and Glaber each with two hits. Carpenter, and RBI. Judge had an RBI. Trevino, Stanton, and Donaldson, though, all with offers. Um, Trevino's kind of coming back down to earth a bit. It's okay. It was bound to happen. Um, He still provides the Yankees a lot with his catching. Um, Stanton, super inconsistent since he came back from the DL. Um, I'm hoping he can, you know, feed off of, of the the second game of the set where he hit a homer and, and, you know, he usually kills the Red Sox. So we'll see. Um, but the storyline in, in this one, at least was that Tyone continues to come down to earth. Uh, Jameson only went five in a third innings, um, six hits allowed two doubles, two home runs, uh, and then two singles, five runs scored on him, no walks. So he continues to throw strikes, but he's getting hit hard. Uh, five strikeouts and 94 pitches and the loss. He's got like a six-something ERA. Jamison Tyone does in his last six starts. Uh, 44 hits across his last 30 innings. That's not a good sign. Um, he's certainly back to just being very average. Um, I don't know. It's hard to read it. Like, we're seeing this with a lot of Yankee pitchers recently. We've seen Cortez... Going to have a crash back down to earth stretch. He bounced back the other day. We'll see where that goes this weekend. Uh, Montgomery, the same thing. He's had some bad ones lately. I think we'll also see how he responds. He's due to pitch this weekend. Severino, still looking strong. We'll talk about him in a second as he pitched last night. Um, And then Garrett Cole, of course, once again, he's kind of become their solidified number one. Now there there was a question of, you know, who's going to pitch the first game of the playoffs you know, it was a little fun thing Yankees fans were doing, but now it's it's back to definitely going to be Gary Cole. Um, not that it was ever a true doubt. But, um, yeah, Tyone wasn't great. His pitch location was off. His fastball was not great. You know, the Vogelbeck homer was off a of fastball um, up in the zone. The Reynolds double <clears throat> was off of a hanging cut fastball. Um, and, of course, the, he hung a changeup as well. Tyone did to Suwinski for the home run. And then another, you know, 93-mile-an-hour fastball upstairs to Ben Gamble, who ripped a double off of it. So, didn't have the fastball. Um, And then Lickie came in after that, threw some BP. Chapman tossed a a 1-2-3. Came in uh, consecutive nights and did well. But, you know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, Tyone, you know, his ERA was down to 2.30 on June 2nd. I remember that episode, I was hyping him, calling him underrated, even mentioning him in as, as a dark horse for Cy Young in the AL. Um, I'll, I'll admit it. Uh, this and that, right? But since then in six starts, I kind of jinxed it. Um, four, four innings, four runs in Minnesota. Uh, five innings, three runs against Chicago. 5.2 innings, no runs against the Jays. Um, but then 5.2, six runs against Houston, Five innings, three runs versus Oakland, who's terrible. And then another terrible team like the Pirates. 5.1 innings, five runs in the first game of the set two nights ago. So, terrible, terrible, terrible stretch right now for Tyone. A couple of mediocre, one good, and then two really bad conquers. Um, Maybe it's just fatigue. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, you know. Maybe we see an innings limit pretty soon with him. A lot of these guys on the staff, we've been hearing about this recently. They haven't gone many innings in their careers, right? Cortez is new to this. Severino had a three-year layoff. Tyone, right? He's a guy with multiple Tommy John surgeries. Um, So maybe we see a phantom DL stint coming soon with him. We've seen the Yankees do that in the past. Um, there's a very good chance you see J.P. Sears again soon uh, with the spot start. But, yeah, the first game of the set, it, whatever, right? The Yankees, just, it was it was just ugly. They, they didn't do the job. Um, let's get to the second game of the set, though. Uh, we're going to head to break, and then when we get back, we'll recap the second game, talk about who was the best in this series uh, for the Yankees, and then, um, yeah, that's that. Stay with us. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 388 of BD4, the Yanks split in Pittsburgh. This was an interesting one. <laughs> uh, yeah, game two. The Yankees win 16 nothing last night. Severino versus Keller. Um, For the game, obviously, Rizzo still out with a back injury. Yet uh, had Carpenter. Starting in right field. Uh, And obviously this was uh, the game that was delayed. There was a rain delay to begin this game. Which is good for me because I was still at work. Um, But yeah, no score until top of the fifth, actually. Uh, DJ LeMayhew rips a two-run single. Making it 2-0 Yankees. And they just piled on from there. Top of the sixth. Donaldson and Gallo go back-to-back with home runs. 4-0 Yankees. Both Severino and Keller go six innings. Top of the seventh off the Pittsburgh bullpen. Higashioka comes through with a solo home run, 5 nothing. Then top of the eighth, the Yankees officially put the game to bed with five runs. Um, Judge, obviously the big grand slam for home run number 30 on the season. 30 before All-Star break. 30 at, the, uh, at the start of the second half of the season, numerically. Donaldson gets the sack fly in there. It's 10 nothing. And then top of the ninth, just to pad their stats off a position player who was just lobbing the ball down the middle, didn't even want to be in there. Uh, Pirates booth, if you There was a clip of the Pirates booth after the Stanton home run. Uh, Hicks and Stanton went back-to-back. Hicks hit a grand slam. Um, and then Higgy base hit after that. But, like, there's a there's a clip of the Pirates booth. <laughs> after the Stanton home run, just so defeated. And the guy's just there's Stanton hits the home run. And the guy just says one word. He goes ridiculous. And then it's just silent for like the next 20 seconds. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, the guy was left out there to dry and it was ugly for Pittsburgh. Uh, Yankees score 16 runs. They, they, they hit the ball 22 times, 22 hits. 10 of them were extra base hits. Two of those were grand slams. Um, 8 walks, 10 strikeouts, 2 double plays hit into, and they were 7 for 18 with runners in scoring position. 12 left on base as a team. Um, one second here. Yeah. they man, there were some missed opportunities early. A couple of double plays. But, I mean, why dwell on that when you score 16? Um... Just a lot. A lot of a lot of, uh, good stat lines. You know, DJ LeMayhew, three more hits, two RBIs, a walk. He's got the numbers up, you know, 267, 774 OPS on the season now. Lately, he's been hitting, and we've talked about this plenty, so I don't want to keep beating the dead horse. But, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's been an on-base machine lately. The hits, the walks are up. Batting 313 with a 450 on base in his last 19 games, uh, where he has a K rate of 8.7% during that span. So he looks good again. He's starting to hit the ball in the air more. The ground balls that he is hitting are finding holes, um, driving in runs, bringing great plate discipline up there. Hopefully, hopefully it's not just a hot streak. Um, I, I don't know that it. I don't know. That it isn't. I feel like it could just be a hot streak. Um, but I really want him to be back. You know. We'll see. Judge. Big game for him. 3 for 4. 4 RBIs with the Grando. A walk. Um, the Grand Slam actually came off of. Uh, Manny Banuelos. Which is very unfortunate. It's so weird. Because this guy was. Just with the Yankees a week ago. And of course. Yeah, the whole story. I'm not going to keep talking about that because Yes Network beats that shit. Every time they see Bon Wells in a game, they have to talk about that story. Uh, but, yeah, it sucks. You know, it's like, dude, it was just on your team. <laughs> um, you got to feel for the guy. Judge had a great series. I was actually going to give him the featured position player of the series, and I last minute I changed it to somebody else. Uh, two other Yankees got it. We'll get to them in a second. But, yeah. Judge went 4 for 9 this series. Um, 5 RBIs, the grand slam, a double, walk, a stolen base. He was slumping for a bit. It looks like he's kind of getting hot at the right time. And um, Boston coming up, but the season stats are still excellent. Batting 287, got the OPS at 993. The OPS plus if you like that is at 180, so he's 80% better than league average. Um 30 home runs on the year now, 64 RBIs. Both of those numbers lead the American League. So he's leading two of the Triple Crown categories. He's also got seven stolen bases. He's... I think he had nine in his rookie season. But yeah, he's running the bases well. And of course, he's playing a great center field every damn day. Um, So yeah, Judge, now the first Yankee ever. To reach thirty home runs before the All Star break twice, uh, I think he's just the second American League player to do that. I think Ken Griffey Jr. They mentioned it on the telecast was the only other guy. Um, but this is funny because Judge had his thirty home run. Um, he hit his thirtieth home run last night in grand style, and like hours before the uh, the, po- the the game, I think Hal Steinbrenner made comments about having no regrets about extending Judge. It's like the Yankees. Everything they do, the Judge just like makes them look dumb this year. Um, yeah, he, he's there's there's not much else to say about Aaron Judge. He's ripping the cover off the ball this year. Um, good to see him get hot again. Marvin Gonzalez pinch hit hit. Um, he's quietly been productive this season. He's playing good defense, playing all around the diamond, and he's been productive at the plate, batting two fifty seven with a seven twenty five OPS. Um, Matt Carpenter at one for four. He's got a ho hum three hundred batting average. Three hundred batting average. Um he's still hitting and again he's he's they had him playing right field in this game, which is interesting, especially with Gallo most likely on the outs. Um but yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, Aaron Hicks came in later for defense. Two for two. Four RBIs. He had the Grand Slammer. He was just waiting for it. He was sitting on it. And um, Stanton was one for five in RBI with the home run there. A walk. He's got 21 bombs. Glaber Torres, who is Glaber our. Yeah, Glaber is. Glaber is one of our featured position players of this series. He had two hits in this game, two walks. Also, been playing a very good athletic second base. He played good defense last night in the shift. But he's hot again. In his last five games, he's 8 for 18 with five walks, three RBIs. Um, His numbers on the year, he's batting 261 now. The OPS is back up in the 800s, 807. He's been ripping the ball, man. Four for seven this series couple doubles couple singles he had three walks just one strikeout six total bases and scored a run he looks good man he looks very good I could again I was going to give Aaron judge Glaber's spot but I feel like judge has been so good we've given him plenty of these I feel like Glaber deserves it uh, it was good to see him do what he was doing especially um, hitting the ball but also playing great defense um, Glaber's back. Uh, I, I you know he's he has a lot of inconsistent unfocused moments at the plate still where he'll be uh, he'll just leave you like what the hell is that you know but then he'll go through hot streaks like this. he's just a streaky player um, but this is a much better version of Glaber this season than we've gotten the last two years and it's the power that's back right he's now slugging not too far under 500 which is good um, so Glaber Torres. He's, uh, he gets one of the featured position player spots of this series. Uh, Donaldson had two hits in the final game. Two RBIs. Makes some nice plays tonight. Good play to get Cruz there. Um, he saved himself last night. Not, not tonight. He saved himself last night in the second game of the set from being ripped because he had such an awful um, first game of the set, and he's been so bad for, for a while now. I was ready. To, to rip him even further, but uh, he lives another day. Uh, as does Gallo, who got his tenth home run last night. Also a couple walks in there. Same thing. Uh, I'll I'll save the slander. Um, but instead, let's let's praise someone. Let, let's give our uh, another featured position player spot. I'm going to hand this one to um. I say Connor Falefa. Sorry, brain cramp there. Who was seven for ten this series. Seven for ten. Six base hits. A double. Did not strike out once. Um, Four runs scored. A stolen base. Eight total bases in these two games. Numbers on the year for Falafel. Um, 276 average. 325 on base and slugging. Giving him a 650 on uh, OPS. Listen, man. I'm telling you. He's got... I've said it a few times. He's got a little bit of Ronald Torres in him. Right? Small guy. Punch and Judy hitter. Go on these single streaks. Like he has these streaks. Uh, IKF does. Where he is a great contact hitter. And then he has these streaks where he's such a dud at the plate. It's odd. Like he's very streaky. Um, and here's his season. Ready? I'll, I'll go slow so you can keep up. Because I, I marked this down. In his first five games... He picked up a total of one hit. Then he hits in 14 of his next 17 games. Then he goes hitless in his next 6. Then he hits in 7 of his next 9. Then he goes hitless in 3 of his next 4. Then he hits in 9 of his next 10. Then goes hitless for 3 straight. Then hits in 6 of his next 7. Four of them were multi-hit games. Then goes hitless in five of his next nine. One hit in the other four games. And now he's going on this absurd seven of ten two-game stretch. So, he's just... I think that was the scouting report on him, too. He's always just been a very streaky hitter. But, yeah, if if he can hit like this, as I've been saying, that's not a bad... Bottom of the order bat. You know, he gets a lot of flack because he doesn't have a home run, doesn't hit a lot of extra base hits. And then if he didn't hit a home run this series, the man might not ever hit one. <laughs> um, you have to think he's going to run into one at Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm sorry if you hear the noise in the background. Um, but yeah, I mean, he gets a lot of flack because he's not an analytics freak. Doesn't walk, doesn't homer, but I like I like those contact hitters. I, I think it's there's no problem with having somebody like Falafel at the bottom of the order. It's just the defense does need to be better, because he's a shortstop and that's the most important position in the infield. Um, but nothing bad this series. Yeah. He was seven for ten. You can't hate on that. Higashioka had two hits, uh, two RBIs, and uh, that was really it for the Yankee offense. Um, A lot of good numbers all around, you know. Um, As far as the pitching goes, actually, Luis Severino, obviously he's going to get our featured starting pitcher spot this series. He goes six innings, no runs, three strikeouts, no walks, four hits, uh, three singles and a double in there, 88 pitches thrown. He looked great. Um... Worked out of a tough first inning there with a second and third, nobody out jam. But from there, he retires 12 in a row. Uh, And he was going mainly fastball slider all night. Didn't really need the cutter. Didn't really need the changeup. Just getting it done with the two-pitch combo. I was listening to a little bit of talking, Yanks, and John Boy was giving out a stat um, that said, of the 43 American League pitchers with at least 70 innings, Sevy ranks 10th in whip, which is fourth best on the Yankees. so that just goes to show you how well this staff has pitched. Um, and he also said that Sevy has the sixth highest fastball velocity in the American League. So but yeah I mean it, it's so nice to have Severino back, right. I was talking to my buddy, who's a pirates fan. I was texting him and he was telling me how underrated Severino is. he, he didn't even know that Severino was back. Because he doesn't get that attention, right? And, you know, I can only imagine where he'd stand in uh, MLB media if he wasn't hurt the last three seasons and he continued to do what he's been doing this year and, and before the injury. But, um, yeah, he definitely deserves all the credit in the world this season. Pitching to a 311 ERA, 5-3 uh, and three record, 94 strikeouts in 84 innings, uh, 63 hits allowed. In those innings, only twenty-three walks. He's been pitching. He's been pitching very good. I mean, I have, I have zero complaints with Luis Severino this year. I mean, he's been the second. You can make a case now. He's been the second best pitcher, maybe Cortez, um, but no. I I'm, yeah. He's he's been very very phenomenal. Severino has. Um, Peralta, Chapman, Abreu pitched after him, and they all shut it down. So good on them. But, yeah, Ben, that's it. Nothing else to really add to this series. You got Fenway coming up. You're going to Fenway for four games to play the Red Sox. Listen, the Red Sox, they no longer suck. So, I'm getting up for this series. I'm excited for it. There's always a little extra flair when the Yankees go to Fenway. Um, I know it's 14 games still to division lead. It's a lot of games the Yankees are up. But, still, like, imagine... Imagine if the Yankees did some damage this weekend, and they pushed it to at least fifteen games. You know, I mean, they, they, like they can, they can really do some damage here. They can really, really do some damage here. They can push them back down to third place, fourth place. I mean, the the rest of the American League is pretty damn tight. Even the Baltimore Orioles are somehow four games, just four games below 500, I think, uh, last I checked, which was last night. I'm pretty sure I read four games. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a big one for me, man. I want to see the Yankees dominate Fenway. I feel like there's still a little bit of, like, a, it's, it's, like, I know the Yankees are a better team, but I think a lot, has to do with the mental aspect. Whenever they play Boston, I feel like Boston is still in their head sometimes. And I feel like whenever these two teams play, it's always a slugfest. Like recent memory is telling me. I have to look at the stats. I haven't like dug into the numbers, but like I feel like it's always a high-scoring affair, at least in recent seasons when these two teams meet. Granted, both of their ballparks are very hitter-friendly in certain parts. But, um, yeah. I'm excited. I think it's Garrett Cole tonight. I think. And I think Cortez is Friday. I have to check. Um. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add. It's just... You know, this series wasn't anything, there were no indicators to this series. The only things you can really take away is is that hopefully some of those stat-padding performances help those certain guys build off it, right? So um, let's get to our final break. We'll get back and we'll wrap it up with the NYYNYK MMA question of the day. Stay with us. Be right back. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water-resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs In any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code six A two eight four one E. RJC 682841 ERJC Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the shop MVP tab searching The Bomber Booker blog and there you have it All right, welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 388 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Let's wrap it up with our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 388. Let's get to it. All right, so for this episode, episode 388 of BD4, our NYY NYK MMA question of the day is How many World Series titles did Joe DiMaggio win? Simple, how many World Series titles did Joe DiMaggio win? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. Uh, if you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. I think that's it, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Again, the Yankees do the job. They get it done. They split in Pittsburgh, score 18 runs, allow 5. That's a plus 13 run differential in the two games. So they did enough. Um... And now they hit to Boston. Now they go to Fenway Park... To take on Boston. Which should be interesting. Four game set. Now if I'm... Busy... This week... The rest of the week. If I... If I'm busy today... Tomorrow... I probably won't split this four gamer in half. Because you know how we've been doing... Two episodes... During these four game series. Um... So if I'm busy, I'll probably just wait until the end of the series to discuss all four games. But if I'm not, if I can find time, I'll do what we've been doing, which we'll have a mid-series episode and then a post-series episode. So we will see. But big one in family. I think the Yankees need to go out there and just shut Boston up once and for all. Um, Show them that they have no legitimate shot at even thinking about the division Um, and just keep their hopes bleak um yeah so it's good to see the yankees bounce back last night and uh we'll see where it goes from here guys thanks so much i always appreciate it i'm your host rj and i'll see you in the next show ciao this podcast is brought to you by anchor It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.